Hey everybody, welcome to Good For Your Soul. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. You know, the Bible doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be confusing or irrelevant. Welcome to Good For Your Soul presented by Empowering Ministry, where we bring you weekly conversations, helping you understand and apply God's words to your life in today's culture. I'm Raquel. Joining me today is... The one and only Tanya. How are you today? Good evening. It is great to be here today. Here we are. We're we're just so excited that God is blessing us to do great things for His kingdom and how yes. we can make an impact. And, and God is just blessing. And again, can I say it again? We are so thankful to the one and only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we are excited about our conversation tonight because. Um, it is uh, concerning extravagant mercy from an unexpected source. Get yourself ready for this a very familiar story concerning the Good Samaritan coming from Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Um, and it reads like this. Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37 says, just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And he answered, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and you shall mind with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer, do this and you shall live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. And now by chance, a priest was going down the road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And so likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and he saw him, he passed by on the other side. But the Samaritan, while traveling, came near to him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, take care of him. And when I come back, I'll repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. The word of the Lord coming from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. You know, the gospel's narrator revealed that this legal expert talking to Jesus is attempting, as it says in the text, to justify himself. And when he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor, his intention, therefore, is to limit the understanding of who rightly can be, dis can be, dis can be considered his neighbor and to limit the range of people whom we must love. The parable responds by expanding the notion of who qualifies as a person's neighbor. And this story of great compassion comes from an unlikely source, a Samaritan. 
deep-seated resentment from the Jews. The compassion and actions of the Samaritan in the parable are surprising. He reflects the length of which will, oh, excuse me, he will, he reflects the length to which love will go. He retreats the injured man, not as an enemy, but, I'm sorry, he treats the injured man, not as an enemy, but as a neighbor, as one of his own. And I find it interesting, Tanya, that this lawyer, this expert, AKA expert, this religious leader, this church goer, had to learn about genuine love from the example of a person who he regarded as an enemy. Question to consider, why do you think People do not serve others. Is it the convenience of not having enough time? Is it that the first thing that comes to a person's mind that I don't have enough time to serve this person? Hmm. What are your thoughts, Pastor Tanya? Because hmm. you know why I say that? I'm thinking of terms of, you know, when I'm I'm driving and I'm on my way to work, okay? Excuse me. And somebody's car breaks down and I see them. I see them struggling. You know, I could stop and offer them my phone. I could offer and say, how can I help you? You know, I do have a spare tire. Let's see if my tire fits your vehicle. But, you know, because in my mind, my mindset is I just don't have enough time to. What happened? What happens beyond that? I got to I got to be personable with this person. I got to offer my resources to this person. I, I just don't have time for that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, time could be um, a factor. Um, I think for many people today is fear. Fear of you don't, you do not know anything about that person that you are coming upon. And are they friend or are they foe? Right. We we see so many things on social media, on the news of people trying to do nice things for people and something not so good happens out of the situation or, um, you know, a lack of empathy somebody, mm-hmm. uh, for for people. Right. Um, right. That's that's something that seems to not be so prevalent nowadays. I'm sorry, sympathy, compassion, exactly, mercy. It just seems to be very lacking in today's culture. But did you notice that Jesus does not ask the legal expert to identify who in the parable is his neighbor as if that is what this man needs to discover. But Jesus asked him to identify in the parable a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber. So the story begins, you know, with there was a man, he was lying there. For those that are not familiar with the story, let's backtrack. There was a man who was lying. He was unresponsive. He was near death's door on the side of the road. He had been robbed. He had been beaten. He had been left for dead. And they brutally beat him. They took everything that he had and left him to die. And they didn't care whether he survived. 
his life did not matter. You know what this reminds me of, Tanya? It reminds me of the, the many, the, the beatings and the murders of the black and brown people that we have heard in the past two to three years by police and for for the the incidents that happens um, with, with those uh, that are crossing the borders. Um, assailants like, um, like they have acts of uh, immunity. They beat, they kill because they are violent, they are corrupt because they are racist. And then, then there are the prosecutors and the judges who favor them because they are racist themselves or they are pressured by a code of silence among the cops. And let's face it, when we are all enmeshed in a culture that values wealth and power and status over human life, there's something wrong. What would happen if we as people would really act like we had a heart and cared for somebody? What, what is it that, what is this person going to do with my help? Is that a question that we're asking? Are, are we so self-absorbed that we are saying that, my God, if I give this person uh, a loaf of bread and they're hungry, what more will they require of me? How come mm. it, it feels like my help will just not be enough for them? Uh, like they just want to drain me and, 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 and um, exhaust me of my resources. Pastor Tanya, talk on this one. Ooh. Well, you said, you said a lot. Um, let me unpack a little bit okay. of that. All right. Back it up. Back um, it up. <laughs> back it up. Uh, so let's talk about the fact that what is, I'm going to start from the end and then work my way back, that do we feel that it, we may be required to do more than what we are doing for that person if we take the initiative to show compassion? Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, yeah, because when... Mm -hmm. When we as people, when we do things not thinking about why we're doing it, we, we're supposed to show compassion and love because that's what Christ has shown to us. That's where you, that leads to eternal life, right? Okay. The other, anything else that we're doing we're trying to do good works, thinking our good works are going to give get us in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but when you realize, well, we are under grace. It seems like people say, "Well, hmm, if I'm not going to get brownie points for doing X, Y, or Z, then why am I doing it?" Well, I'm like, "Well, just be a good human being." Right, because what the world needs more is love. But and so, that was the whole point of this uh, uh, narrative, right? Right. You yes. know, um, I, I, yes, we have become a very self-absorbed society. If you, it's twofold. If you go on social media and you see times see videos of people giving people things or doing nice things for them. Some people want to show that there's still good humanity out there. 
-hmm. and others show because they want to be seen doing something good. Yeah, right. They they want to be seen to themselves. Yes. Not so much God. Right. 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 They right. selfish selfish ambition. Right. Right. In the hopes that if if I put it on TikTok or something, I get a bunch of followers. You know, and it's all about me. Right. Just like the Samaritan, we want to justify ourselves. I'm right in throwing, excuse the terminology, everybody, but the dog a bone. Yes. Whoever they consider to be the dog in this particular situation. Yes. Yes. But I, I think it's the same thing that um, people many times don't say anything or allow some of these things to happen because you talked about the the the, the acts of violence against black and brown people um immigrants refugees immigrants and you know nothing seems to happen mm -hmm. right or it takes a long time for um the justice uh system to do what the justice system was set to do right for everybody else but black brown and immigrants um power i mean you said it when when people are in power and the system has been set up by if you have power then those other the law doesn't apply to you because you have wealth and you have power who cares who my neighbor is well you know dr martin luther king spoke on this the question of whether or not to be a samaritan samaritan like mm -hmm. he says um that the first question which the priest and the levite asked if i stop to help this man what will happen to me the samaritan yep. reversed the question if I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? To him. To right. Him. Right. Dr. Right. Martin Luther King's quote, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? The Samaritan reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? It takes mm -hmm. it off of justifying myself of who I identify in my small, finite circle of who is my neighbor, like Jesus was doing. He directs this Samaritan to see his neighborliness in the actions of the Samaritan and not to speculate about what might qualify a person to be considered someone's neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and say... <laughs> Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Yes. It's yes. not to qualify a person. It's your, the qualification is based on your actions to be a neighbor. It takes it off mm -hmm. of, well, what's in it for me? And it reflects on what's in it for the other person. Yes. Or are they needy enough to give them charity? Ah, uh, uh, good mm. point, man. Wow. Yeah. Are they needy enough to give them charity? Are they but poor enough to give them charity? Huh? 
But that's not up to us. That shouldn't be up to if we if we're doing it from the heart and what we do a post from the heart, right? Yeah. Am I, it's supposed to be from the heart. Supposed to we be. We can't but it's make not. something based off of well, and, and I see it all the time, based off what people wear, what kind of car they drive. I've worked places where they said, Well, why do they have uh public assistance or whatever? Because they drive a Cadillac. Well, you know what? The condition that people are in now are not the condition that they've always been in. That's right. And it's by the, the grace of God that right now we are where we are. Well, you know, let's we face have, it. We got to stop judging people based off of what we see. Well, this is the thing. We see that people of color, immigrants, refugees, doesn't matter. Anybody who wants to... Um, get their hooks into um, the wealth of America, um, there's a negative connotation to that. You're lazy. All you want to do is take over. And again, behind all of that, Tanya, like you said, is fear. Fear of, of the power will be taken away from me and given to um, the people who have worked so hard to make America great while the people who right. profit off of America just keep your well, but, their foot on your throat. Well, think about, I want us just, just to think about this for a second, because you have a good point. People, we, we have all these jobs that are open right now, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And people are saying, well, you know, it's because people are lazy, they don't want to work. One, have we realized how many people died from COVID no. That there's over a million people across no. that are dead and like are no longer part of the workforce. Think One, of the trauma that goes with that as well. Anymore. Right. But two, the fact that the the jobs that most people are not willing to work, there are people that come into this country that will work jobs, they will harvest the crops and do all the other stuff that we won't even do ourselves and then complain about somebody being lazy. Hmm. You know, Pastor Tanya, this brings up another point. In Citizens United, the Supreme Court ruled that corporations are persons with the same citizens' rights as individuals. And by comparison, in 1857, the Supreme Court held that people of African descent, whether free or slave, could never become citizens of the United States. Scott versus Sanford, 60 U.S. 393. And since most people cannot compete with wealthy corporations, the court has again diminished the rights of human beings and granted the rich and powerful undue influence over mm-hmm. our government and its policies. Right. And so half so, of Americans are poor or low income, living like the dying man on the side of the road. People in America have been beaten to death by inequality, a rigged economy, a corrupt political system, placed in solitary confinement, killed, keep people in prison behind borders in the land of the free and the home of the brave borders serve to keep people in as they serve to keep people out. Absolutely. 
just like the Levite and the priest in our narrative. Mm -hmm. Let's keep the Samaritans out. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tim. Well, no. I mean, again, we talked about it before. This system was not set up for for us. And everyone that you 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 spoke about, black, brown, immigrants, the the marginalized, this the system has never been set up for us. Yes. It hasn't. People that want to come over here looking for a better life is it's not set up. It's not. I know. And I we would just stop acting and, and portraying like everything is, is great and this this world and it's all set up and you can have whatever you want because it's not you have to fight you gotta fight for it you gotta do extra than everybody else but loving our neighbor should not be an offense it is true discipleship what it means today is the same that it meant back then to stand with the poor the marginalized and the outcasts Mm -hmm. today they include the worker the immigrants the refugees yep you know to love one's neighbor as ourselves mean to understand that we and our neighbors are one let me again quote Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, he put it so so gracefully from his letter from the Birmingham jail when he said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one affects all indirectly. Yep. I mean, we can see it, Tanya, with the, the whole Supreme Court overruling Roe versus Wade. It just doesn't affect one group of people. It affects everybody. We saw it here in Western New York when that gentleman, sorry, when that, that young man came in and he did the, the massacre to the, the 10 and wounded the 13. It just didn't affect one group of people. It affected us all. You know, when we constantly keep fighting that it's Democrat versus Republican, it doesn't just affect one political party. It affects us all. You know, when the evangelicals are are having their own political agenda, you know, that that seems to be the, the topic of discussion these days, it affects the entire body of Christ. The entire body. Not just the body in the South, not just across the world. It affects the entire body of Uh, Christ. Church, it affects the Pope. It affects the bishops. It affects every, everybody. It affects the pastors. It affects the the ministers and the lay leaders and the missionaries and, and the congregants, the parishioners. It affects the entire body of Christ. But, you know, because we are in this self-absorbed age where we want to justify ourselves, it doesn't matter who else we hurt as long as me gets satisfied, as long as my needs gets met. And Jesus is telling us in this story that love is not based upon 
um, we outreaching to the Haitians or the um, or the Africans or the Ukrainians or the, the Russians or the Arabics? No, it isn't one group of people. It's by our actions. My neighbor is anybody that is not me. Anybody that's not me. That's right. That's becomes, my neighbor. Right. When it becomes all about me, then I'm self-absorbed and I'm hoarding. And remember, I'm referencing again the whole situation with the children of Israel and manna. If we don't use God's gift mm. properly, it will sour. Yes. You can't use God's power God's Holy Spirit, God's love to promote me or, or my own agenda or my own, my own ministry. Loving my neighbor means I have to use what God gave me to help others, to love others, to love the unlovable, to reach the unreachable. Mm. Go ahead, Tanya, talk. Mm. I'm sorry. I took up too much time. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yes, we are required to show compassion to anybody that is not us. And we are required to, if you're going to give me a scripture, give me the scripture. Don't give me the part that makes sense to you and justifies what you, whatever your agenda is. If you have an agenda, your agenda is to be Jesus Christ and showing love and compassion to make this world a better place and to help equality, really have equality across the board. Laws can be changed. Things can be changed. It's up to us. So we're in a voting year. I need you to vote. That's That's part of loving your neighbor. Vote. Use the rights that you have make change people politicians that have been elected if they're not doing what they're supposed to do for the good of the people can you vote vote them out put somebody else in there that is going to truly serve this thing us we're not serving them i think that's where we get it mixed up well, you know, Tanya, don't be like the Levite in and the priest in this story. You know, they thought about it. I'm not going to help the Samaritan because it's going to make me ceremonially unclean. But you know, the you know, it's going it's going to mess up my religion. It's going to mess up my status. It's going to mess up my position. But you know, Proverbs 25 says this: If your enemy is hungry. Give him food to eat. If he or she is thirsty, give him or her water to drink. In doing this, you will reap burning coals on their head, and the Lord and the Lord will reward you. Not that you know I'm going to get a bigger office or I'm going to make more money, but that the Lord will reward you. Can you find the words? Um, final words, Rev. You's on fire today. <laughs> um, you, you, you are on fire. Uh, thank you for 
you know, this I think this is a topic of discussion that something we need to talk about more. Yeah. You know, in a short period of time that we're on, maybe we can do a segment about this. But I I just want people to to realize God loves you. We love you. You have to love yourself mm. in order to show love to other people. And if you have a problem doing that, there's enough therapists and counselors out there to help yeah. you to, to get to a place. God gave us people with the knowledge to help us work out this head stuff to help us get this heart back to where it needs to be. Mm. Amen. I'm just saying. There's, there's nothing wrong with getting a therapist and uh, seeing a, a counselor or whatever. I think we all need one, especially <laughs> in the days and times that we're living in now. Right. And while Everything you're seeking stress out. Amen. Don't, and while you're be, seeking out your therapist, pray. 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 Get in the word. Pray. Learn what Jesus is saying about you, saying about other people. Because Jesus reframed the question that prompted the parable in the first place. Instead of identifying who counts as a neighbor to be loved, Jesus indicates that a person truly acts as a neighbor through loving. This legal expert wants to know who deserves his love. And Jesus replies by showing how authentic love will seek out, even in the unlikeliest places, neighbors to receive compassion, care, and mercy. Yeah. So I had nothing else for <laughs> you. know, today, whether it um you want to put your faith in Jesus for the first time or renew your commitment, there's an invitation for you found in Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty-eight. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. God loves you. And as Tina said, so do we. We are praying for you. And, and God wants to give you a fresh start. And we would be honored to pray for you here at uh, 716EMUMC.org. And we want you to know that you're making a difference. Thank you so very much for being a part of this ministry, for being a part of these conversations. We are truly growing and we thank God for the what he has given us. He asked us to be faithful over a few things. And I see that God is rewarding us by making us rulers over many. And with your ongoing faithful support um, to paypal.me backslash 716EMUMC, we continue to help people take their next step towards Christ through our social media platform. Excuse me. Through our social media podcast, our website, and we also help people through our EM 10% initiative. We give 10%. We give 10% of our monthly donations to local and global communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, human suffering, and education. And our conversations are available on our website shortly after our live conversations conclude. So if you found us to be an inspiration and value, number one, pray for us, okay? Pray for us. We would appreciate also you going to our website, 716EMUMC.org. Tell a friend, and that will help us out also. You know, we're so glad that you're a part of our conversations. We thank God for each and every one of you. Well, you know, it, it may not seem a lot to a, a whole lot of people, 
but we're trusting God for $5,000. That's our goal. And so far we are being blessed with $245. And I know that there's nothing too hard for God. I know that before this campaign is over with, God will bless us with what we need because we want to continue ministering and continue giving and continue supporting and continue encouraging with the help of the Lord, by God's grace, we are going to do it. And that's why Good For Your Soul is here to help people understand and apply God's words to your life in today's culture. You be blessed, you be safe. God's grace and peace be unto you until we meet again. Love you, everybody. Thank you.